This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Ink. No one is reading your mind, but HP Instant Ink knows when your printer is running low and sends new cartridges before you run out. So you never have to think about ink. For details, visit hp.com slash instant ink Spotify. Conditions apply. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Signals from the Frontline, your every Wednesday live cast here on Twitch. For those of you joining us live, thank you so much. As always, I'm your host, Reese, a.k.a. Reeseus. And with me is Jason Butler. Thank you. That's all I've asked for for two years. Officer Stash. You know, this morning I parked. I had to park in front of a Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, no. And I was like, oh, man, this is rough. Security came running out. I was like, I hope it's not open. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, and of course, if you don't catch us on the live show at uh, Frontline Gaming underscore TV, you can, of course, catch us on YouTube, on all the different podcast uh, distribution platforms, or you can just stream it live on FrontlineGaming.org, mm-hmm. where while, while you're there, you can also pick up a couple of gaming goodies at discounted prices with free shipping options. Pretty cool. Yep. And speaking of which, this week's GW pre-order are uh, two new battle tomes for Age of Sigmar, not one, but two. And the pretty cool Cities of Sigmar, which is causing a big stir in the Age of mm. Sigmar community. And Orc War Clans causing a smaller stir, but still really cool. More of a confusion. It's more of a... Whereas Cities of, of Sigmar is like a whirlpool, this is like an eddy. It's like a... a yeah, I don't know pool. how detail you want to get into this, but I can talk a little bit about that later. Um, I actually, last night, I had a chance, I, I read through the entire book, because I was really... The fluff of Age of Sigmar has always been baffling and didn't make sense to me, because I feel like it was... <laughs> secondhandly thrown into the game but they did a really good job of explaining exactly what the world at least for he, the the free people the elves the humans and the dwarves um looks like and it, they did a really good job like yeah. i spent like i i kind of wanted to glance through it but i ended up reading the entire fluff section it was really good it, it's a great book i've had a chance to play my uh free guild army my free peoples they're they're called free guild now mm-hmm. uh and in a in a competitive play a match play game uh, and kind of mess around with them just in general. And they're, they're really strong. Uh, not to go too far into depth. I think uh, Scott is going to come on and we're, we're going to do a mm. little bit more of an in-depth Ninth Realm special episode. Whoa. But to give it kind of like a 30,000 feet above, Cities of Sigmar is a fantastic book. I think it's the coolest uh, Age of Sigmar book I've read so far. really, really like it. They squatted a ton of units, which is a bummer. Yeah. But the, the cool thing about it is, I mean, there's nothing cool about units getting squatted. That's always frustrating. The, the the silver lining is that because the book is so gigantic and there's so many uh, war scrolls in it that you could take an old unit and simply counts as that unit as a different unit and fit it in your army mm-hmm. and, and no big deal. For example, you want to use dwarf warriors, which got squatted yeah. hilariously uh, or ca- tragically, depending mm-hmm. on your point of view. You could just use them as free guild swordsmen. And they have essentially the same rules yeah. as the Dwarf Warriors used to be. They're very, very similar. Mm-hmm. And you could just use your Dwarf Warriors as them or whatever else. Mm-hmm. You could use them as whatever you know similar sword and board style unit that you wanted to. Um, if there was, you know, uh, one of the ones we were talking about, there's no more um, um, the, uh, the Empire Knights. What were they called? Reichsguard. Reichsguard Knights. Yeah. I have the models. I love the models. They're no longer a war scroll in the game, but mm-hmm. I could just use them as 
um, Drake Spawn nights or something like right. that, right? Like they don't have all the interactions, they don't have the synergies anymore, but you could still use the models. Yeah, it is sad to see it go. Basically, yeah. the entire High Elf line was uh, was vanished. Tons um, of units. The guys only ones that were left were the Phoenix Guard and the Shadow Warriors. Um, the, the, but the, but it's also the, like the the choices between what was kept was also a little bit baffling. Like they basically kept almost the entire Dark Elf line for some reason, but that like the fiction or the fluff of them doesn't really make sense in the universe at all either. I'm sure the decision was made based on some parameters about the models. Maybe product inventory as well. Like yeah. I'm sure they don't want to keep making kits for some of these older ones. The the most baffling thing was the entire squatting or vanishing of the greenskin lions, which was a Bertonian level squat. Like in Toonkey, they're gone. There's nothing, there's nothing left of those, which was a bit baffling for me. Those models for the most part were hideous. Well, uh, but, that's, but they're classic though. Some of the newer ones. And they fit, the, they fit into the fluff like that. They do, but like some of the newer ones like Grimgore, Ironhide and yeah. uh, like some of the new, the new kits were really cool. Yeah. But generally speaking, those were the, derpiest models and they might i mean who knows going forward they might come out with more like these yeah. are new green skin models you i know, would imagine they're, that they're they more will. similar i'm sure the same thing will go along with elves um it's just a bummer you know i grew up with uh with fantasy that was the first thing i played i had the um the lizard men and the bretonian starter box so that was what late 90s maybe mid 90s even that was, that was a while ago. but that was like and so it's hard to see it go but I'm with you, and a lot of uh, uh, free guild units or, or empire units got yeah. They started. got rid of cannons. Uh, you know, they got the only things left are Hellstorm yeah. rocket batteries and um, the uh, Hellblaster volume. Yeah, and then just, are gone. I wonder what cannons are gone. I wonder the reason between like they uh, couldn't. The flame belchers are gone. Like so, they're like we can't protect units. the IP of a cannon. Like okay, I, I'm sure there was a reason that had to do yeah. with models, like yeah. not with that. So that aside, that's a bummer. We'll play a dirge. That for... that's the only negative thing I have to say, though. Like I, I literally read through the entire battle tome last night of the Free it's, Peoples. It's I haven't done awesome the orc ones tome. yet. It was very good. Yeah, you have so many options to you as a order player now, as a free mm -hmm. cities player. It's insane. And you can do a full like if you wanted to do a full dwarf army, you still can. Mm -hmm. If you wanted to do a full elf army, it's a little bit more difficult from the what they still have in there, but you could. Well, now it's it's not about playing the race anymore, although you could. Mm -hmm. It's about playing the city. The city. And I yeah. really like that because these cities are cool. They're very flavorful. There's a, so much variety. Like the, the opportunity to build a themed army now mm -hmm. to like let your imagination run wild and build a custom army is more than we've ever seen in ABC oh, yeah. by a mile. So one of the ideas I had, if you wanted to do um, like one of the, the free cities that is in Gyron, um, the city of life. Yeah, you can do like if you wanted to use pistoliers, you put them on um, the the cold ones. You could do all kinds of fun. It would stuff look like so that. cool. Yeah. You know, like they're using modified nouns because they're in a different realm. And to speak to that point, yeah. like the city of life, for example, and a lot of the cities have this rule. Uh, in the city of life, you can take Sylvaneth units, so you could make a, mm -hmm. an old school wood elf army. You could have wanderers who are wood elves and Sylvaneth units, and have like treemen, archers, mm -hmm. wild riders. All that fun stuff, you could totally do that yeah. now, and uh, and build an army that's kind of re like reflective of, of of the past. They went into a lot of detail about the Wood Elves, the Wanderers, um, their background, which they didn't do a lot in previously. So it's a cool. They story. Yeah, they I talked like about it. how like they they tried to hold on during the Age of Chaos, but they couldn't. So basically, all the Elves that lived in the Sylvaneth 
the the realm of life fled and then but Alariel, who's their god their elf god disowned them so she won't doesn't want anything to do with them anymore even though they're her like that's her children and so now they're trying to like win back her graces because they're they're populating the cities again it's really cool a lot of little gems like that in the battle it's, zone. it's really good yeah and uh from a place perspective like the the amount of like permutations and uh, customization you can do in this is insane yeah just playing a free guild army i literally just took the exact army i was playing my tournament mm-hmm. free guild army and now because of point a lot of points got dropped i was able to add in a unit of uh, demigriff knights and a cogsmith and it was the exact same list it's really good i was worried because a lot of free guild units got nerfed mm-hmm. hellstorm rocket batteries only do d3 damage instead of d6 <clears throat> they got a points reduction um uh archer the crossbowmen no, no longer get rend one on a six plus to wound they no longer get stand and shoot overwatch it's mm-hmm. a big nerf uh there was a lot of little things like that swordsmen aren't nearly as good as they used to be but like halberdiers are amazing now and like all the other layered buffs you get like i play Greywater fastness because that's what i used to play the extra range is amazing getting rerolls to hit is amazing like I played against a tournament, uh, Ideneth Deepkin Army, and, and it was super fun game, and I managed to win it. And the, the the free guild is stronger than they've ever been, without question. There's a couple little things in there that that you have to consider, like morale is definitely an issue now. But I don't think you even need to play Greywater Fastness to do the shooty army. It certainly is a good option. But I was looking at some of the other uh, cities, and there's some amazing stuff in there to play with the other cities. Um, and if I was going to start over, I would paint the army to match one of the themes of the cities. Unfortunately, I'm not repainting a giant horde army, mm-hmm. but that would be a lot of fun to do that. And if you look online, like on Warmer Community, they're showing like all the different people who made city themed armies and they've got units from all these different races, but they look coherent because mm-hmm. they're all painted this and based the same. Yeah. I just, I do. I, I really like the idea of the free people's idea like these yeah. are the free peoples of the realms they're not you know chaos doesn't have dominion over them they're not orcs they're not you know whatever it's just the the people who are left that aren't stormcast eternals speaking of which you can add one, one for one every four, four yeah. stormcast eternal unit which if you need the free peoples are good they don't have a huge amount of close combat output there's like ways to do that by buffing oh, big units and stuff I, like that i disagree but stormcast eternals you can throw in something to really do stormcasts are better at shooting anyway mm-hmm. to be honest like and the, their magic is a little bit hilariously one of the best melee units you can get now in my opinion um demigriff knights are way better they're still not as good as eels as the uh, deep Ken, but yeah, um demigriff knights are really on the really charge good now. No, they're not. They're still not as good. They're, yeah. they're close, but they're not as good. But uh, the the elite units, um, like, the for great example, swords. great swords mm-hmm. are ridiculous now. They're stupid. I wish stupid we had a new good. sculpt, though, of them. They're, I like them. I think they look cool. They're a little too static. They're, they're a little small. But if, if yeah. they were more dynamic, it'd be better. Yeah. But um, now a great sword does, they're going to hit on twos always because there's going to be a hero next to them. Mm-hmm. They're going to hit on twos, wound on threes. And for every six to hit, it does a mortal wound in addition mm-hmm. to normal damage. Like a big unit of great swords will walk through almost anything. Their saves only a five up though, right? Four up. As a four yeah, up. Yeah, oh. they have plate mail armor. Okay. So uh, a great sword is is awesome, and some of the other elite units are really good. And one of the other insane. There's so much to talk about, and we're we're, yeah. we're gonna we'll, we'll come back to it. This could be an episode. The gyrocopters yeah. are dumb, ridiculously good. Yeah. 
Uh, the steam, the steam tanks. Everybody's talking about that. They're really good too. Steam so. tanks making a comeback. God. Stanks. You can make a character. You can basically make like yeah. a command stank. And then you know? we have the oryx. I don't have much Mar to say about the oryx war clans, but like I said, Scott and I are going to go into that one. Okay. So at any rate, we'll come back to that. Uh, but those are up for pre-order right now. Yeah. If you want to grab those from Frontline Gaming, you can do so at a discount. Yeah. And of course, free shipping options within the United States, continental United States. Um, it's they're both really good books, and they're gonna uh, have a positive impact on the AOS meta, in my opinion. Cool. Uh, SoCal Open is right around the corner, uh, about a month out, four weeks out, a little less than a month, and we've set the deadline for new material at the 19th of this month. That's the Saturday before the event starts, and the reason that we're we're pushing it so close to the event is, you know, any deadline for new material is arbitrary, but. We're trying to allow for as much stuff to get in as possible. We're hoping, may not may not happen, but we're hoping we can capture Salamanders mm -hmm. and Imperial Fists yeah. uh, in there. But uh, I, don't, I don't know if, if, if we're going to be able to, but that's as close as we can cut it. And then lists are going to be due for 40K Champs. Lists are going to be due on the 21st. Uh, for AOS and the 40K Narrative, jump into the SoCal Open Facebook page, and uh, you can get that. But for 40K Champs, can be due on the 21st. That's the Monday before the event. It will be uh, required to be uploaded in the um, ITC format. If you're not familiar with that, um, there's a post up on Frontline Gaming outlining some guidelines for the 40K Champs. Make sure to check that out. Also, if you wanted to come to the event, we put up um, for any refunds and all that jazz that we got, we put up all the extra tickets up for sale. And there are a couple left. Uh, so if you wanted to go, you can. Make sure to grab a ticket while there's some available and uh, we can't wait to see everybody it's gonna be awesome mm -hmm. this is a super major it's over 256 um it's gonna be a blast and it's gonna be one of the last big uh itc points events of the season mm -hmm. we got warzone atl which is 150 or 200 people i can't remember yeah um and that, that's pretty much it as we come down the home stretch for the rest of the year yeah there's not a lot of options to get big points left um, there's not very many super majors left on the calendar. Mm -hmm. So can't wait to see everybody there. It's going to be a blast. All right. Upcoming ITC events and all kinds of ITC news. But of course, if you like the ITC, you like what it's about, you want to see it continue to grow and thrive, consider supporting the Patreon for as little as $1 a month. 100% of the proceeds go back into the ITC. Mm -hmm. It is very expensive <clears throat> to run it. All right. Upcoming events this weekend for 40 k we have a bunch of events, including one GT or two, two GTs and two majors. Uh, the Champions Cup in Bellingham, Washington. Uh, a major, the Basement Open Team Tournament in Sudbury, Ontario, Canada. Uh, the Alliance Open Northwest GT in Bremen, Germany. And that's, that is the first international ITC major hmm. being run uh, jointly by TOs from, um, uh, if I'm remembering correctly, it's Denmark. In Germany, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, Katie and Ranger in the chat there can fill you in if I got the, one of those countries wrong. And a GT, the Void Hammer 2019 Warm 40K ITC tournament, and that's in Elgin in the United Kingdom. Pretty cool. And then we have another event in Espana. Nice. Uh, but there's all there's events all over the world. Very all over cool. the place. Uh, we have quite a few upcoming events for Age of Sigmar in the month of October. A major, the Crucible Eight in Orlando, Florida. Uh, NordCon in Denmark, uh, the Michigan GT uh, Championship, that's a GT in Lansing, Michigan, and uh, the Edmonton Onslaught in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, that's a major, and the SoCal Open 2019, also a major, mm -hmm. and that's obviously here in San Diego, California.
Your current top five 40K ITC, Jim Vessel sitting pretty. We're going to call him Pretty Jim Vessel. Mm-hmm. I like it. Pretty and Jim? Pretty Jim. Gorgeous Jim Vessel? Gorgeous Jim Mariana Vessel. said gorgeous Ooh. Jim Vessel. Ooh. Ooh. Eesh, watch out. Getting a little hot on the collar. Ooh. So Jim is looking good. All he really needs to do is make the top eight at the LVO, mm -hmm. and he should have it in the bag. Uh, the 80-point lead that he's got over Richard Siegler, not quite uh, 80 points, but it was 78 points. Uh, that, in the way that with the new the way the new scoring works, is a significant lead. Mm -hmm. So Jim and he put in the time, put in the miles, he earned it. So his focus now, he's coming to SoCal Open. He's really going for it. Just watch your back. Watch your back, Jim. Don't right. get Tanya Harding. In yeah, because there's a few people on this list I see that aren't above it. <laughs> uh, but uh, Jim's looking good. And if he makes the top eight at the LVO, he should have it cinched. Right? And then, of course, he's coming to SoCal, and he's going to be able to put up a big score. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Second place, Mr. Richard Siegler. And if you want to read a report by Richard about – his really outstanding performance at the uh, Nova Open uh, uh, GT, his winning game in the last game against Nick Rose. He wrote up a really good report. It's on FLG. Check it out. Uh, really exemplary towel play. Mm -hmm. He's in second. Manny Chima of the UK uh, in third. Got a chance to hang out with Manny at the LGT. He is such a cool dude. Really, really nice guy. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, Nick Nonavati coming out of uh, Jeez. coming out of the nowhere to to jump into fourth place with a really strong latter half of the season. Here, Nick will also <laughs> be at the uh, SoCal Open, and then finally we got Chris Blackham in fifth. And it's interesting because between Richard and Chris and everyone in between, it's a very narrow field. You're talking about 17 points separating. Right. Um, yeah, it's only 17 points separating Richard from fifth place, um, Chris. So Jim's got a really comfortable lead, but everybody else, it is just going to be a race to the finish line to see how they come and finish up the season. That's going to be very interesting. Uh, in the hobby track, current top five, Jim continues to lead the pack with a significant lead here as well. He very well could be mm -hmm. the first double crown that we've ever seen. Paul Winters in second, Lou Rollins, who won it last year in third, Matthew Bodnar-Chunk has moved back onto the top five. He's in fourth. Thomas Bird in fifth. AOS current top five. The Jersey Kid continues to lead the pack. Matt Pashby, although he is being uh, chased pretty relatively closely by Chris Bergman in second place. James O'Brien in third. Alex Gonzalez in fourth, who is only a three-quarters of a point behind James O'Brien. And uh, Joe Cryer in fifth. And Joe, I know, is coming to SoCal Open. I think Alex is as well. Yeah, and that's a, a lot tighter of a race. It's very close. To LVO. Well, yeah. SoCal is going to have a big impact on this because it's there's not there's still not that many majors in the AOS uh, community. The mm -hmm. game is still really um, I'm growing. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be interesting to see how it goes coming down the home stretch. Because the LVO is one of the biggest events, uh, the biggest AO events in the world. Mm -hmm. To my It's top four i believe in the world mm -hmm. so we'll, we'll see um there's a couple big events in england and there's actually a giant event in australia hilariously it's right. one of the biggest <laughs> events in the world for aos i think it is the biggest event in the world is actually in uh, uh at Cancun. they do things their own way there it's all upside down yeah uh, weird. weird people it's like we were saying it's like stranger things it's the upside down 
Everything's backwards there. It's because because they're literally upside down. They're, they're hanging the blood, on. Yeah, the blood goes to their brain because yeah. they're underneath the earth. So where does the blood go for us on the top? You know where it goes. That's why we're number one. <laughs> oh, you were picking up what I was putting mm-hmm. down there. Uh, where were we at? Well, hobby track, AOS, current <laughs> top five. Rich Waters leading the pack, followed by Matt Beasley, Jordan Duncan in third, Raul Pereira in fourth, and Jeremy Vassier in fifth. Shadespire, current top five. Ivan Cho leading the pack, followed by Tony Field in second, Jonathan Colson in third, Philip Santamaria in fourth, and Scott Dryson in fifth. Yeah, and if you guys still, there are spots open for yep. the Shadespire tournament at the SoCal Open. So come on out. If you want to, what is it, play some cards and minis and play your minis some, down by the beach, <laughs> this is your opportunity. There you go. There you go, Red Stripe. Now the TO is super super stoked. So um, if you're listening to this and you're in the LA SoCal area, if you're in the universe, yeah, come out and play Shadespire. Yep. Talking about some other very enthusiastic TOs, we mm-hmm. got Kill Team, and uh, Kill Team at the uh, SoCal Open looks like it might be the first uh, Kill Team major. Wow. Which is really <clears throat> how many besides, players is that? besides LVO. <laughs> the the bar is lower for Kill Team because it's a smaller game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, currently, your top five. Alex Torbert is in first place with a considerable lead. Well done. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Alex is going to be at the SoCal Open. Really good dude in general. Uh, George Rollins in second place. Giannis Gilham in third. Michael T. Holy. I'm sure it's not Janice. It could be Janice. I think it's Giannis. I'm going to go on a limb and say it's Giannis, but okay. it could be Janice is kind of a strange name. Yeah. I mean, my grandmother was named Janice. Janice is different than Janice. <laughs> Uh, Michael Tioli in uh, fourth and Matt Hole. I, I hope Michael's coming out to SoCal. Well, he could easily get back into first place. He yeah. has three scores. I would like to meet him too. He's a really nice guy. Yeah. He's a super nice guy. All right. Let's get to the, oh. the topic of conversation. To the meat. Oof. The wailing, the gnashing of the teeth. This is, I mean, this is a major... We I know we talk about it on a daily basis in the office, but this is a major shift in the competitive meta. Well, we haven't seen it since what? We don't know Knights? what we don't know what it's going to be yet, right? And of well, course, what are we talking about? We're talking about Iron Hands, mm-hmm. Space Marines, the Boogeyman. It's it's the El Chupacabra. Mm-hmm. It's El Cucu. I think Baba Yaga. Uh, that Iron Hand is appropriate cuz it's going to slap you in the face. That's what it's showing. It's showing its 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 strong hand. Yeah. The pimp hand is strong. Right. So Iron Hands are the current boogeyman. Now, of course, we still haven't even seen Imperial Fist or Salamanders yet, and let me assure you, they are both exceptionally powerful Yikes. books. I, I, I wish I could tell you more. So far, they've all been extremely powerful in their own way. Yeah, I mean, th- this is the thing with Iron Hands, right? And this is why we're focusing on them and why we're talking about them and why the community is talking about them. All the Space Marines hit hard. All the Space Marines, in my opinion, are top tier. They are all really good in their own way. But they all die like Space Marines, which is really not that tough anymore. Mm-hmm. Space Marines can like like White Scars are, in my opinion, totally fine. They're extremely good. They they play like their lore. Uh, they're fun to play. But in every game I played, I was most of my army was gone by the end of the game. Mm-hmm. Right? They they they're absolutely manageable. Um, Ultramarines absolutely manageable. They hit like a truck. They're exceptionally good. But when you shoot them, they die. Uh, Imperial fists are going to be, in, their damage output is, is 
stupid, but they they die. Salamanders are, are also kind of durable. They have the ignore minus one, uh, which is really good. And they hit the hardest, but to make all their stuff work, it's not easy. Um, and it's relatively short ranged, mm-hmm. right? But they hit like a just a freight train. Mm-hmm. Iron hands hit really hard and they're exceptionally durable. That's what makes them different. That's why I've been saying all along, they're gonna be the most popular in my opinion. Um, they're, they're, they're not that hard to play. That's not a dig on them, it's just the truth. So I think you need to be prepared because are they gonna be the next Yanari? Are they gonna be the next Castellan, uh, you know, guard, Blood Angel, Superlist, which was the most powerful army we've seen in 8th edition so mm-hmm. far? Time will tell, but I think they're the best candidate for it. So first let's talk about what makes them so good, right? What is it that it makes them so scary mm-hmm. and we'll jump over and open up the chat while we're going yeah. um <laughs> valerie says iron hands will smash the meadow like the german blitzkrieg smashed france and sent england soldiers crying to their mama oh my goodness Ooh, that's a little incendiary too soon that's too soon uh that's a little incendiary but yeah. it's also true hey too. scoreboard buddy yeah who ended up winning that one gotta be like russia okay be like if iron hands is germany in world war ii you gotta be like russia and just Drown them in your blood of your own yeah. dead soldiers. I mean, yeah, the, the the tanks and the bullets and stuff will, will eventually run out, and they'll, yeah. they'll you know, the, your bodies will mash up the inside of the machines and stuff. So <laughs> that's very Imperial Guard. You got it. Um, so let, first of all, let's talk about yeah. what makes them so strong, right? Uh, it's a number of things. Uh, they they're best in the Devastator Doctrine, which is that's the first doctrine. Yep. And nope. now I'm not. A hundred percent. I have started reading about space marines now because my interest has peaked. But you do you you don't have to get out of the devastated doctrine, do you? Or does it is it an automatic? I know this sounds like a newbie question, but do you do you have to progress through the doctrines, or you can you not. stay the whole game of the devastator? Yep. Nice. So there's a couple things going for them, right? They're starting out in their best doctrine. What do they get when they're in that doctrine? Mm-hmm. They ignore the penalty for moving and shooting heavy weapons, which is huge. Right. And then they reroll once to hit with heavy weapons, which is huge. Right. They don't even, they don't, there's like all these buff characters they don't even need. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there are other benefits. Obviously, they double the number of wounds. Now, again, this is for pure iron hands. You yeah. cannot ally in an assassin. You cannot, no. you have a detachment of knights. No. This is just iron hands. Okay. And then they double the number of wounds they have on the damage table. Mm-hmm. Um, they have six up, feel no pain. They're, they're ultra durable. But then you, that alone would make them really appealing. But then you throw in a couple of, of other uh, tools they have in their tool chest, one of which is the most powerful relic. I would say it's one of the most powerful relics in the game, if not the most powerful relic in the game, which is the Iron Stone. The Iron Stone is a, a relic you put on a character. It's a three. It's only a three-inch bubble, thank the Emperor, mm-hmm. but it's a three-inch bubble. Vehicles that are partially within it get minus one damage, Oof. and that's insanely good. And then, of course, you have Pharos, their new named Primaris character, Tech Marine, mm-hmm. Forge Father. And uh, he has a, a, fi- a five up invul save bubble. Yeah. And then he can, uh, he's extremely good at repairing vehicles. The point costs he's way too cheap. are a little off. He's way too cheap. It's stupid. <laughs> I don't think he's dramatically too cheap. I think he should be like 130, maybe 140. Yeah. He's 110, which is way too cheap. Yeah. But then bear in mind too, like he's really not going to do a whole lot besides provide the bubble and repair stuff. Now that's that's really good. But then remember, you can get a tech marine for like mm-hmm. 65 points. Right. Um, so it's, you know, 
But he he repairs more though. He does. Uh, yeah. He's really he repairs. He's ridiculous how good he repairs. Yeah. Uh, and then they have a stratagem that you can repair the same vehicle twice. Mm. It's crazy, yeah. right? So that's part of the problem with Iron Hands is that you have to kill the vehicle. Yeah. If you don't, you basically didn't do anything to it. Mm -hmm. uh, so they're they're really durable. Um, and then he himself is a beast. Like he's seven wounds, two up save, five up feel no pain. Obviously, he's got his own invul save. He hits eh, he hits fairly hard in combat. Mm -hmm. He is really tough to kill. Thankfully, though, you can't put the Iron Stone on him. Mm -hmm. You have to have a different character to put the Iron Stone on. A and lot that's of the lieutenant. No, don't put it on a lieutenant. If you're an Iron Hands player, don't be a dumbass. Reroll those ones to wound, baby. Don't be an idiot. Do not put the Iron Stone. No, like, no, no. You're... Put the Iron Stone on the most durable character you can possibly put it on. People are like, I'm going to put it on a tech marine. I'm like, you're dumb. Because that guy's really easy to kill. <laughs> if you put it on a four wound model... You can give him an, uh, yeah. No, you put him on like a, a, a the, to me, you put the iron, the obvious choice. You put mm -hmm. the iron stone on a bike captain. Mm -hmm. He's T5, six wounds, and he's fast. Mm -hmm. If you need him to keep up, because Pharos is not fast, mm -hmm. right? And if you need him to, you need the iron stone to go to where the vehicle is, because you need to move the vehicle, the biker captain is the obvious choice. Mm -hmm. T5, six wounds, uh, relatively cheap. He's only 95 points. That, that is a no-brainer to me. Or you put it on like a cataphracty captain. Don't put it on a tech marine. Don't put it on a lieutenant. That's not smart, right? Unless you play in a meta where like literally nobody takes any snipers or directed smites. Mm -hmm. That's a very bad choice. If your opponent did that, well, you should be thanking him because it's making your life a lot easier. Because one of the keys to defeating Iron Hands is killing the support characters. If you can kill the Iron Stone you have gone miles down the road to making it easier to kill him. Mm -hmm. If you can kill Pharos, which is a lot harder to do, um, it's way easier to take him out, right? Depending on what kind of, of weapons you have. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's where Iron Hands are at. They can make a Dreadnought, they can make a Dreadnought a character, uh, make it really hard to kill him. A lot of people online are going bananas about the Leviathan Dread that can be like impossible to kill. Mm -hmm. Is that stupid? Yes, it's stupid. It shouldn't be in the game because they have a strat where a Dreadnought can take half damage. And then with the Iron Stone, you can go minus one damage and they can have feel no pain. Is that dumb? Yes, it's dumb, but you're you're dumb also if you try and shoot that thing when it's fully buffed up. That is an absolute waste of time. Here's a pro tip. If someone's got a Leviathan Dreadnought and they're expecting him to be invincible, just go wrap him up in combat mm -hmm. with, a, with a unit that's reasonably durable or um, has a lot of models. And now you don't have to worry about that thing for the rest of the game. Mm -hmm. Right, trying to shoot it is like trying to shoot a Death Star in seventh edition. It's a fool's errand. Don't don't do it. Right. So yeah, is that combination to make that dreadnought basically invincible? Is that stupid? Yes, it is. But it's also really not that relevant to the game. Um, so there, that's kind of like giving you like a thirty thousand feet above view of why Iron Hands are so crazy. They also have a psychic power that can repair vehicles, and like I said, they have a stratagem that lets you repair the same vehicle twice. Mm -hmm. So. If you're gonna try and kill one of their vehicles, you really have to commit to it, or don't bother, or yeah. just don't even waste your time. Yeah, because you're you're just wasting shots. Um, so another thing to bear in mind when you're playing against Iron Hands is, typically speaking, it's going to be a tiny little bubble, right? Uh, there's going to be the 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 Pharos. There's going to be the model with the Iron Hand, the Iron Stone, which um, should be a captain, in my opinion. If you're really trying to be efficient, you put it on the Librarian. Put that librarian in Terminator armor, 
And uh, those two characters are all you really need. Mm-hmm. Um, a lieutenant would be good too for reroll once to wound. Uh, but they're all going to be clustered around each other. And what most people are going to be doing right out the gates is probably going to be taking like three repulsor executioners or a bunch of dreadnoughts. Um, and just remember, a repulsor executioner can only move five inches if he wants to double shoot. Mm-hmm. And the characters that are supporting him are also slow. So the army's not very mobile in that configuration. So if you find yourself playing against them, you want to play to the mission, establish border control, hide. Don't even worry about trying to kill them. It was like playing against the Castellan at the height of the Castellan's power when it was, you know, three up invulnerable mm-hmm. save. Don't bother. Unless you can kill it, don't bother, right? Try to kill the rest of their army, take away their ability to score objectives, and play smart, right? Now, the real da- the real fear, in my opinion, the, the, the list that's going to be better than the Repulsor list, which everyone is talking about, is going to be the Iron Hands Air Force. Uh, Storm Tal- Iron Hands Storm Talons are straight up broken, mm-hmm. in my opinion. They're ridiculous. Uh, and the reason why is Storm Talons get plus one to hit against uh, anything that doesn't have the fly keyword. Mm-hmm. They're not. They're ignoring the penalty to move and shoot. Mm-hmm. So they're going to be hitting on twos against things that don't fly, re-rolling ones on their own. Mm-hmm. So they're going to self-buff 97% accurate with 18 AP2 shots. That's ridiculous. Uh, turn one, they're going to be near the Iron Stones. So they're going to be really hard to kill. They're gonna probably going to be near Pharos. So they don't care about the Alpha Strike, the minus one to hit, minus one damage, five up invul save, six up feel no pain. Mm-hmm. That's really, really hard to kill. It's easier than killing a Repulsor by a mile, but that's still really hard to kill. Mm-hmm. And then the three of them fly around with 54 AP2 shots, and they're going to miss with maybe two. Yeah. That's a problem. That's a Storm Talon. It's a Storm Talon. It's only like a 160-point model. Mm -hmm. And then the other part of that's the Storm Hawk, Mm -hmm. which is the same thing. It's plus one to hit against fly keywords. So you take three of those, three Storm Hawks, Mm -hmm. and that's going to be a a big problem, and I really don't don't have a solution for that because... If you're not playing with magic boxes, you can't hide from them. Mm-hmm. And they're just going to, it's going to be a, a tough day. Now, once they fly away from their buffs and their support, they're way easier to kill. They're, they're only minus one to hit with a six up feel no pain. That's, that is manageable, mm-hmm. but that's going to be a challenge. Um, and then the other, the other list I think that's going to be a big problem is going to be impulsor spam. It, uh, it only works with iron hands. Uh, any other list, I don't, any other flavor of Marines, it's not going to work. But uh, an Impulsor with all of the guns you can put on it with Iron Hands is really nasty. It's going to be all AP 1 and 2. It's going to be hitting on 3s, uh, ignoring the penalty. We're rolling 1s to hit. They're very tough. They're very mm-hmm. durable. They're minus 2 to charge. And you can take like 8 or 9 of them. Mm-hmm. And they're cheap. And the dumb Icarus array that it comes with is plus 1 to hit and wound against things with the fly keyword. So hilariously... They're going to be really good at killing other Iron Hands models. Mm-hmm. So that's what you want to think about. If someone's taking a Dreadnought army. I, I really wouldn't worry about it. They're, I've tried. We tried them in playtesting. They're good. They're not. They're not. They're not ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's the Air Force armies that are going to really cause the issues, in my opinion. Um, and that's what you really need to think about. So when you're playing against them, um, if you're playing against the the Repulsor list, the the the, the what you want to think about in your mind is. Can I kill the support characters? If I can, no problem. If I can take out the Ironstone, um, it, it's way easier. If I can take out the Ironstone and Pharos, mm-hmm. killing repulsors on their own is really not that hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I'm playing against the Air Force, can I hide? Um, do I think I can actually kill a couple of those Storm Talons with my Alpha Strike, or is it not worth it to try? 
because I have to actually kill them to really do anything. Mm -hmm. If not, can I just hide from them, let them come at me, and then counter strike? Um, and if not, then it's going to be a tough game. Mm -hmm. um, if you're playing like a melee army, uh, one of the things you want to think about is again, repulsors are slow. Yes, they have the fly keyword. Yes, they can uh, leave combat and move over models, but because the model's so big and it only moves 10 inches, you can actually keep it locked in combat if you just space your units correctly and don't let it leave combat. Um, that's another thing to keep in mind, but it, it's going to be a tough road to hoe mm -hmm. for sure because once you get up close, they over they can overwatch on a five up. It's pretty rough, um, but you really need to start thinking about this with your list. How am I going to deal with this? Because it's going to be everywhere. It's going to be by far, I think Iron Hands will be by a mile the most prevalent army in the meta. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. yeah, you need to gear up to five space marines. So uh, armies that, in my opinion, are going to have the biggest, the hardest time adjusting. Uh, the current Tau list is like, in my opinion, it's gone. It just, it, it does not function. Mm -hmm. um, That's the, the Tau drone spam the with, Riptide, with Riptides. Yeah. yeah. Well, because right now the, mm -hmm. the, the, the Richard Siegler Talus, which is the most prevalent by mm -hmm. far, it's three Burst Tides and three Commanders. And those are the things that do all the damage, mm -hmm. right? It, those things are, Burst Cannons are worthless against Iron Hands. They're good at killing anything but the vehicles. So if you think you can win the game by uh, ignoring the vehicles and just thinking your drones can absorb it long enough mm -hmm. and you can kill all their scoring units, then maybe you can do it. But in a straight shootout, you're going to lose 10 times out of 10. Because mm -hmm. your burst cannon is going to be doing one damage to their vehicles. And then it's got to uh, go through their armor save. And it's got to go through their feel no pain save. It's not going to do anything. Mm -hmm. You're not even going to come close to killing them. Like, not even remotely close. Yeah. So, and then the th same with the cyclic ion blaster commanders. They're not going to do anything. So, tower are going to have to adjust big time. I think you're going to have to start taking fusion. Uh, you're going to start maybe looking at sniper drones because mm -hmm. sniper drones can ace a uh, space marine character in one shot easily, especially with the plus one to one wound stratagem. Mm -hmm. That's going to be uh, something that you might need to start thinking about. Um, otherwise, you're just going to strictly have to play to the mission and just hope that their army can't shoot through your drones before you can win the mission. Mm -hmm. And with the amount of firepower they have, I think they can, especially if they take null zone on a librarian and get them into the drones, they're dead. Mm -hmm. Um, so Tau need to think about that. They need to think about how they're going to adjust to this. And I think fusion is the answer, but I, you know, there's Tau players that are smarter than me that'll figure that out. The other one that's going to have to adjust is, uh, Eldar. Eldar, the Eldar Air Force is like worthless against the Iron Hands builds we're going to see because it's the same problem. Uh, you're seeing most Eldar armies are a bunch of flyers. They're taking, uh, uh, star cannons. Mm -hmm. Star cannons, for the exact same reason, are just not going to get it done against Iron Hands because you're going to bump up against the five up invul save. <clears throat> you're going to bump up against the minus one damage. You're already wounding on fives in most cases. And then you're going to bump up to the feel no pain. You're just going to do no damage. And then in return, the Iron Hands are going to blow you out of the sky Yeah. with contemptuous ease. Mm -hmm. It's not even going to be, a, it'll be a joke. So Eldar players need to adjust fire prisms. I think I haven't done the math on it, but I think a fire prism might be one of your best bets. Yeah. And they're really going to have to change because you're going to have to start thinking about what do I have that can actually kill these tanks? 
and maybe it's gonna fire, ha- fire dragons fire dragons like and maybe, wave serpents again maybe really, trying right? to get them up the, the board maybe yeah um like maybe uh wraith guard mm-hmm. um uh, d scythes things that do one damage that mm-hmm. like auto hit maybe yeah it's it's gonna be really really tough for eldar because i mean they do have snipers but they're not the best like rangers are okay mm-hmm. um like, you know, you could use Mind War. Um, that's going to be one of your best bets. Uh, and then Iron Hands players, if they're smart, they're going to be taking an Apothecary to try and heal characters that don't get killed in one turn by snipers. Mm-hmm. So uh, you really got to start thinking about that. Like, uh, Eldar is going to have, I think, the hardest time of it. Like, what what do I do? Yeah. You know, how do I overcome this? Do I just play to the mission? Do I just move block their... Um, their vehicles with my flyers and just sacrifice them like that's gonna be a tough uh that's gonna be a tough matchup for eldar yeah Um, they're gonna have to really change the way they play they're still really fast though eldar like i've seen like you can tie up space marines in close combat if you're smart about using your um what are they the howling banshees stuff like that that can literally get across the board in one or two turns and then tie up that's possible. I mean, you might want to start looking at stuff like that yeah. too, because I don't think. Um, well, they have the fly keyword, Nimrine, <laughs> but the repulsors at least. But the, the dreadnoughts don't. It's it is going to be a challenge. I mean, dreadnoughts aren't that big of a deal because you just go yeah. tag them in combat, right? Mm-hmm. Like for example, for me and my white scars, white scars are actually really good at killing iron hands, and I'll explain why. But um, <clears throat> if you have a unit like uh, Vanguard Vets with storm shields, just go wrap up the dreadnoughts. They're they're out of the game. Like they're not going to get through that. They don't mm-hmm. have enough attacks. Um, but if you don't have like a durable unit like that, it can be a little bit more challenging. But if you have a numerous unit, like let's say you have a unit of boys, just go wrap up and touch the dreadnoughts. You don't really don't have to worry yeah, about it. Your strategy is still the same yeah. thing. Just move up the field as fast as possible yeah. and tie up. Orcs, I think, are actually relatively fine against Iron Hands. It's mm-hmm. going to be tough because if they go repulsors, they've got enough shots. Mm-hmm. But orcs have enough firepower that they can actually, I think, I think they're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. We'll see, of course, but um, things like the Relic Shock Attack Gun can actually kill one of those tanks, mm-hmm. when, especially when combined with some of the like, Smasher Guns and stuff like that. Um, well, the first big tournaments are coming up soon. Yeah, we're going to see them so in we'll action. We'll see, hopefully. Uh, Valerie asks, do you think it would be a problem that they're going to be the most prevalent army? Yeah, of course. Um, the upside the upside to that is that everyone's going to adjust for them. I don't know how much you can adjust for them, but that they will. Uh, but Space Marines are the most common army in the game, mm-hmm. right? And now that they're good, they're going to be coming out of the woodwork in droves. And the best flavor of them, right now at least, is Iron Hands. Mm-hmm. So just be prepared for it. Uh, J367 in the chat says, Raven Guard are going to be really good against anything that's character dependent. Yeah, Raven Guard are going to be good against Iron Hands. Mm-hmm. Um, and remember, like I've been saying, uh, Repulsors don't block line of sight to to... Uh, infantry behind them they're about an inch off the ground and um, you can shoot things underneath them mm-hmm. right if somebody puts some baloney on their base that blocks line of sight just tell them no that's not gonna work because it, yeah it, it is it is floating like, yeah. like a half inch off the ground right it, no it's like an inch an inch so you should be able to see the model yeah. Yeah. um snipers are really good for for iron hands uh you need enough of them just think about that because mm-hmm. they're gonna have you know very good durability i think uh, demons will still do fairly good I think so. As well. Like the the tricks to still get the blood letters into combat and stuff is still going to work. And that's all you need. Yep. Honestly. 
the um, the uh, maybe Nurgle demons are going to have a tougher go, but I think um, no, I mean, fast demons, moving demons and and deep striking bloodletters I think are still going to be a threat. It's it's going to be tough for everybody because they're so they're so durable. But mm-hmm. the um, um, directed smites are one of the best things against them. Mm-hmm. And I think chaos chaos against Iron Hands is going to be very much a first turn game. Like um, what we're seeing with a lot of chaos lists is like a chaos knight. Uh, Disco Lords, mm-hmm. um, the the crazy, insane, you know, Blender Captains and, you know, all this stuff. So yeah. Chaos, if they go first against Iron Hands and you can actually, you know, maybe it's Dawn of War deployment <clears throat> and they've got their bubble of vehicles and support characters and you're right across from them, you'll annihilate them. Like a Chaos Knight going into a Repulsor doesn't give a flying F about the minus one damage. He's going to mm-hmm. kill it no matter what. Right, like it, it. Same with a gallant. Yeah, yeah. They don't it, really care. It's just, not even. Yeah. Clo- it won't even be close. Right, like you'll win that game by a disco lord will still kill one. It's mm-hmm. not. Chaos are, aren't aren't as hit hard. They're not yeah. hit as hard by it as some other armies. And pure pure space marines aren't going to have the type of deep screens that you see with mixed lists as yep. well. Like you're not going to have the 20, 40 guardsmen in between to try yeah. to get to them. Like they're going to have a couple scout squads that are out there to try to block you, but. You know, that's a lot easier to, to kill than I just, I yeah, I, I think dedicated close combat is still going to be the way to deal with them. Yep. I um, mean, it's, it's if, if you don't go, if you're, <laughs> if you're going second, you got to be a bit smarter about it. But if you don't have the firepower to kill, reliably kill a vehicle a turn in the shooting phase, don't bother because mm-hmm. you're wasting your time. Yeah. Right. It's just like any, you don't, you don't start a fight. You can't win. Mm-hmm. Right. Like that's a maxim of you know anything really mm-hmm. so it's like if you if your army is not really equipped to overcome that defense then you have to just play to the mission play kg mm-hmm. and do your best to pick up kills by killing their troops mm-hmm. killing their support units like yeah. just, if fury of mars um castle and robots will still they should because of the one. amount of mortal wounds that is pumped out i haven't done yeah. the math on it but that should be more than enough to I've, kill. I've been on the receiving of that a few times and it's nuked Castellans in one go. It's been. It was rough. Repulsors really aren't that hard to yeah. kill. Like, in, in uh, at the LGT, my sing, my single yeah. repulsor that didn't have any of these buffs. Yeah, dude, two fire. I think the, the scary thing I feel though, easily. it's not. I don't feel the scary thing is how durable they are. I think the scary thing is in the Space Marines in general, um, is the the amount of firepower that can get thrown out with two or three of these repulsor tanks of different variations if they go first is devastating because of all the buffs they get you're re-rolling ones to hit you're hitting on twos re-rolling you're you know you're re-rolling your ones to wound it's just and then they fire twice if they don't move or if they move five inches they fire twice if they go first it's so damaging like and if if you have no way to deploy in a way that saves you like you the fact that you might lose half your list or something like that on turn one is that's where i i feel the, the fear is you need you need to deploy smart, right? And again, we've right. been and saying sometimes this, you can't though. Like I've I've been in situations where you just can't deploy. Well. Like we've been saying the yeah. whole edition in eighth ed. If you don't have really good terrain, it's not it's it's not a fun game. It's just yeah. it's not the terrain has to be there. And yeah. I like I mean I feel that appearance wise it might not be the best, but I like the idea of the Nova way that they block the middle of the table with their I mean, two big L's, and it doesn't look great, but I. I in a situation like this, I'd much rather have that. So I say at least, okay, physically you can't even see me. So I'm safe for a turn or whatever. Well, and then the, the, 
Yeah, you, you need but lots of But I feel, I feel you need more terrain, though. You, you need, need lots more of line of sight blocking yeah. But the, uh, in the chat, everyone's talking about the Leviathan Dread. You guys, that is a red herring. Like, what is the deal? Can you explain this? Because I'm, I it's, actually don't know what they're talking about. Everyone's like losing their mind over it, and it's... So it's, what, it's what, you take one relevant. Leviathan Dread? Because what? you take a Leviathan Dread because it's the most durable Dread on its own. What's the reason for that? It just has most wounds. Okay. Right? And then you give it a strat that does half... Iron Hands have a... Or no, it's not even Iron Hands. All Space Marines have yeah. a, a strat that lets Dreadnoughts take half damage. Okay. And then you take half damage, and then you have an invul save, and then you have minus one damage, and then you have feeling pain. Yeah. Oh, because it stacks. Who cares? Just touch it in combat. Like, you guys... And don't shoot it, right? Don't shoot your whole <laughs> army at that. Because they're going to have one that can buff yes, like that, right? Yes, Okay, so don't shoot... It's like if someone's like, here's my Leviathan Dread. Or like you were saying when we were talking about how hard it was, because we were doing, we have a little stupid app here that somebody uses in the in the office where you can you can input what the likely damage results would be depending on factors. And we were looking at how insane it was for one Iron Hands, super buffed up uh, repulsor, executioner. And then you immediately shut it down by saying, yeah, you shoot it at once, you make him pop the strat, and then you shoot at yeah. something else. Do you, I mean, yeah, Red 3 standing by, why, if you shoot the Leviathan Dread when it's buffed, you're... It's the same way with knights. Like, when you, someone's like, I rotate Iron Shields, I'm like, cool, I'm yeah, going to start shooting at that Don't shoot one. the rest <laughs> of your army at it. That's, yeah. like, come on. This is, like, Tactics 101, guys. You guys are smarter than this, and gals. That's, you're playing the other person's game. Is it, I agree 100%, it's dumb. Well, character dreads are stupid in general, too. No, I like character dreads, because <laughs> they're, actually, they're actually worthwhile. You have to be able to target a vehicle. No, not if it's under nine, if it's nine wounds or under. It's yeah, not. but it's a giant week. Oh, Come on. Oh if you're seriously worried about a rifleman dread ruining your day. Yes. Get out of here. <laughs> Somebody, I played against a Death Watch player who had three chaplain venerable dreadnoughts. That were characters and I couldn't target them the whole game. I was so mad. Yeah, but you play with a uh, dreadnought that shoots from behind a wall that can't be shot either. That's true. Get it's great knights. I can do whatever I want. Get out of here. The, right. the, the, the rifleman dread is not, the dreadnoughts are not the problem, guys. <laughs> you get, golly, it, this is like misdirection 101. You guys are looking at the, the, mm -hmm. the, the thing that's the least problematic in the yeah. whole book, and you're missing the part that's actually going to be the problem. Well, yes, the flyers. Yes. You know yes. what? Also, <laughs> but no, no one is talking about also land speeders. Land speeders are really good again, yeah. and they're not well, very many. Hands, they're not speeders. many points at all. Yeah. You could be zooming around the table all day long, never suffering any penalties for movement, plus your rerolling ones. Yeah, no. To hit. The, the land speeders are, are really good. On your land, you're going to be yeah. nuking people. They're, they're quite good. Again, though, the, the dreadnoughts are manageable, right? Yeah. If some guy's like, oh, my Leviathan dreadnought is invincible. You're like, that's nice. I touched you. You can't shoot. I'm not worried about you yeah. now. That, that is such a manageable threat. It is really dumb that it can be as mm -hmm. durable as it is. I agree. But if you're shooting your whole army at that yeah. thing, you deserve well, to the, lose the, the game. dread build. People are afraid of, but let's just remind everyone that Don Houston was doing like a fourteen dread build, and he didn't do very well. No, eventually. he did. He did actually. He did well, really. eventually people keyed in on yeah. it, and that was it. Dreadnoughts are, are they're they're totally manageable. Yeah, they're, they're fine. Like this stop. The Invictor War Suit is much more problematic than an Invincible Leviathan. Trust yeah. me. When you have three of those starting on the line and they go first. That's way worse, mm -hmm. way worse than a stupid Leviathan Dreadnought. True. I mean, you have a couple of Le Leviathans because you're going to have them clumped up because you're going to want that three-inch bubble. And honestly, like a, a house crass knight gallant will just run into those guys and just nuke them two at a time. Just yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you guys are worried about the Dreadnought army, that's totally fine. I think the reality of the fact will prove me right here. Melee armies will go right through them. Maybe not the Leviathan until they run out of CP, but yes, 
it's not a problem. Trust me. Oh. If, if, if we got dreadnought armies that are actually good, that's great. The Air Force, where you can't charge them, where they can move block you, yeah. where they can shoot anything on the table that's not in a magic box, that's actually a problem. Mm -hmm. Flyer armies are already a problem in the game, and Iron Hands are going to do it better than everybody else. So take yeah. that one to the bank. Um, 100%. Yeah, the exploding vehicles is a pain in the butt, Don the Magnificent. You made that. Uh, that That's a good point. Uh, I don't know why. I hate the explosion mechanic in the game, period. Yeah. If anybody was watching the game, I lost the LGT. My repulsor exploded and did 19 mortal wounds to me, killing four units. And that was it. I lost the game. And it's it's just How not, far it's did not, it go? It explodes uh, six inches or whatever. Jeez. I had a bunch of things right next to it. And it's, yeah. what are you going to do? It happens to you a lot. Yeah. yeah I'm not always very lucky. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that, that, that's going to be that's gonna be more of the problem is going to be like the, the repulsor list the impulsor spam list and the flyer list. Mm -hmm. um, the, the invincible dreadnought is, is frustrating, but it's really, it's you, that's a red herring guy. Trust me. Right. Trust and if you're a Grey Knights player, you just take three land raiders there, and you'll win GTs you all day there long. You go. So uh, anyway, I think we've beat the dreadnought thing to death. Um, time, I think we'll, 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 we'll prove that one. Um, yeah. We're just, I mean, we're just seeing it start. Yeah. Um, we haven't even really seen, a lot of the optimal builds yet for the earlier supplements that have come out. Like we haven't really started seeing people's like really good ultramarine lists or really good, you know, yeah. like why, I mean, I think your white scar list was pretty decent, but I'm sure there's ways to fine tune it. I so, mean, oh like, no, I, my new white yeah. scars list I think is way better, but to, just to kind of give an example of why white scars would be good. Raven guard are good against iron hands for obvious reasons. You can mm -hmm. kill the support characters. Mm -hmm. And once you kill the support characters, the iron hands fall apart. Yeah, Cause want, your white scars, uh, Scout bikers will like turn one, wrap everything up. Right? Well, the, the the key with white scars is that they have so the reason why they're so good at killing other space marines is that they have a ton of rules to get around the special stuff that other armies have. Mm -hmm. Perfect example: the snatch captain, which the captain on the mm -hmm. Ghost Rider bike yeah. with the um, uh, master snares. Maybe yeah. snare captain is better, but no, snatch captain snatch captain is good because he's like the um, he snatches you. He's, that's the high school quarterback, <laughs> the snatch captain. <laughs> Well played, sir. This is uh, well not a family friendly. So he can go 22 inches. Sorry, Lou Rollins. And uh, you can ignore Overwatch with uh, White Scars. And if he goes in and he tags a couple of Repulsors, and even one of them gets locked in combat, that is a game-winning play. Um, you can go through screens to uh, charge the, the um, uh, buff characters. And White Scars can come at you into combat from literally further away than a repulsor can even shoot you. So they have the right tools to overcome a lot of the, 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 the strengths of iron hands. They're incredibly mobile. They're going to get board control. You can win the objective game. So white scars are really good at killing other, um, other space trains for that. Better than space wolves. For that reason. I know. For now. Which was their job. Space wolves, yeah. when they come out, they should have something like a rule that they like get plus one damage against like space marine units. Because like they're the Emperor's like attack dogs. Yeah, we'll see. GW, well, you can use that. If you do, I want to be paid for it though. Uh, and then the other one, which we can't really go into all of it, but uh, Salamanders and Iron Hands both will also be good at fighting Iron Hands for reasons that we cannot disclose just yet. We are going to see a lot of Iron Hands against Iron Hands. It's going to be pretty fun. I think they're going to be really popular for all the reasons I've listed. Plus, it's a low model count army, mm -hmm. and you get to use cool units like Dreadnoughts, yeah. uh, Storm Talons, and uh, Repulsors, which are cool models. Yeah. Sorry, Wolf Priest Carl. Space Wolves, you know what? We'll give them a... Um, we'll just say next... We'll get them next time, guys. 
Snatch Con. That's even better than Snatch Captain. Poor Space like Wolves and Dark Angels and Grey Knights. Snare Con. I feel like we're still so many years probably away from another Codex too. You're just like. <sighs> so does anybody have any um, specific questions about Iron Hands uh, before we move on from this topic, which I think is what's, what's what's your strategy other than play Iron Hands, which I've started to do. <laughs> Um, do you mean Imperial Fists and not, uh, Imperial Fists for reasons that haven't been shown yet, hopefully in the next, you know, hopefully soon, yeah. uh, Imperial Fists damage output is staggering. They'll actually be good at killing Iron Hands in my opinion. Plus they've already got the formation and Vigilist that lets them do mortal wounds with Centurions. Mm -hmm. Uh, Raven Guard will be really good at it because you can take, um, Raven Guard Assault Centurions are the absolute business. And you can do a you can get a first turn charge quite easily yeah. with a full unit. If you take like a full unit of uh, Iron Hands Assault Centurions with double meltdown, I've done the math on it. They'll walk through uh, Iron Hands like like repulsors. Again, that's why the Air Force is going to be the real threat because they're they don't care about any of that stuff. They're flyers, mm -hmm. but um, uh, Iron Hand or, or Raven Guard Assault Centurions are insanely good. Yeah. They're just amazing. They're really, really good, especially if you go first. Uh, let me see. Mapopa, I have been running three by eliminators in my Iron Hands and testing works like a charm with scouts for screening. Yeah, uh, Iron Hands care. Your biggest threat to you is melee, like really powerful melee units. So you're going to want to take scouts, eliminators to form a cordon around your vehicles. Wolf Priest, I think that's the one. Iron Salt of the Banana Hands. It's pretty good. <laughs> the uh, Banana Hands is the name of the chapter name. Uh, never mind, Jamba says Siegebreaker Cohort will be broken to any, devastating anything so broken. It actually is only ridiculous against vehicles. That's where yeah. their special rules kick in. So, um, dude, I think well, Harlequins even mentioned that would still nuke Iron Hands. Uh, that's, I mean, you don't, you think high, they, haywire? Have they have volume of fire. A lot oh, no, of oh, haywire. No, yeah, you're right. The yeah. haywire bikes. Those bikes will kill them. The haywire right? bikes rock. You just don't see a lot of people Rock. playing Harlequins, They're but still people popular. who do play them really well, I think you'll be fine. Harlequin Plus they have every, like Frankie's Harlequins where he has like 40 Melta pistols yeah. for some reason in it. And they are on you turn one. That's I a, think that's still really good. And then they're all, their vehicles are also hard to kill. That's a great uh, point in the comments is that, yeah, uh, Haywire Bikes. Harlequins are good. I think you'll start seeing yeah. Eldari players take Haywire Bikes all the time. I, I don't even know why. I don't know why I brain farted, but that's totally true. Yeah. They're still um, good against everything vehicle. Well, the yeah. Haywire Bikes are good in general. Mm -hmm. Castle and Robots, yeah. Castle and Robots. Especially if you, hit, you get that strat off. Yep, mm -hmm. they'll make a comeback. Especially with their Vigilist attachment yeah. that lets them, um, that gives them more options. And their new, the new Mechanicum tanks I've heard aren't bad at oh, all. Oh, they're either. amazing. Scorpius is the destructors, so yeah. Um, so yeah, Thousand I mean, Suns, Smite Spam, yeah. Any these guys have talked me off the ledge. I'm good, <laughs> like for one day at least. Any army that has targeted smites, which Chaos is first and foremost, mm -hmm. they're going to be really good at killing the Ironstone Captain. Mm -hmm. Like that's that's the that's going to be one of the better matchups. Now it's still tough to get through the Repulsors' insane firepower or the Flyers or whatever the case may be. But you'll be able to take those characters out relatively easily. Uh, that more was so than smite most. spam. That might be a little bit more difficult because you're walking up the board. The other thing too that Eldar have obviously is Jinx. Jinx is going to be really good when you lower the repulsor to a four up save and a six up invul save with the flyers. Mm -hmm. Then you'll be then you're going to have pretty good odds of killing him 
like the fire prisms at that point, I think could take out one repulsor pretty reliably. Mm -hmm. So there, there is that, there is, there is some options. Uh, but trying to do it with your flyers is a fool's errand. You're going to have to switch to bright lances. Yeah. Um, I never liked the star cannons anyway. I think the bright lances is a good choice. I think too, when, before people get too worked up, let's just look back, you know, a short three years ago when we had things like units that can come onto the board and fire and leave on your own turn. Oh boy. Seventh edition. Was and you had one, days. one up feel no pains dark days and lots of stuff like that. So that people, was, people actually people argue forget, that they should be able to use the one up feel no pain. People like, feel, people forget just how bad it was, yeah, it was bad. but you know what I long for? I, I really loved fifth edition. God, it was it good. got stale, but it was a brilliant addition. It was so good. Yeah. Anyways, sorry. That was a sentimental moment. So at any rate, yeah, yeah. So Eldari, we've come up with a couple of solutions here just in this brief conversation. You got Haywire bikes, Jinx. Yeah, if you're if you're an Eldar player, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that bikes. will definitely help. Um and then if you're a chaos player, you're actually really well equipped. If you go second, it might be pretty rough, but um, you've got. I keep saying I'm gonna do it. I think I really want to do it. Just do a, a, a article series on remembering some of those seventh edition things because people forget. Yeah. Um, yeah, it got pretty bad. Uh, Villain seventy two says uh, Iron Hands have a deny strat. They do. That does make it tough because Jinx is the one they're going to try and stop. Yeah. But it, it's something. It gives you an option. Um, yeah, Valerie, fifth edition. We were young and liked to drink Coke. 30 pounds lighter, more attractive. I had hair. Indeed. God, it was a good time. Indeed. Yeah. Um, all right, well, we'll jump back over to the notes. Take a look at the recently completed beautiful commission. And buddy, I did this, this is, one just for you. Thank you. This came out really nice. There's even Grey these Knights. Are two, these are actually two different commissions here. Is it? Oh, really? Is mm -hmm. it? They just, Grey Knights look like Grey Knights. <laughs> but they all have purple swords. I just, I think that was. And the same it, and it, Not the same artist either. Really? Yeah. I thought it was the same commission because they look similar. They look, it looks really good. So um, well, they're both gorgeous. If you see what I'm talking about, these are, uh, it's a couple Grey Knight commissions. Um, we have one with a bunch of, uh, it's a mix of, that's funny that he got put in that unit, but that shouldn't be there. But uh, of uh, interceptors um, and uh, strike marines and paladins. And it's just amazing. This was a hard one to let go, especially that yeah. uh, the paladin ancient there with the banner. It looks oh. great. Yeah, so if you guys want, if you guys are true men, you're a man's man, right? You walk into a room, women, all their breath leaves their body, right? Marianne is, is nodding her head. You play Grey Knights. You live, okay? you live on Irish and whiskey. You get them, and get them painted. No, you live on good old Kentucky gaming. bourbon. These looked really good. These were Marlboro, hard to let go. Marlboro Reds and Red Meat. Because my, my Grey Knights are just sprayed silver. If you're a mustache. Mm-hmm. If you eat steak. Only. That's it. You don't need anything else. Nah. Maybe some eggs. Yeah. You know, if you're feeling it. For To get your vegetables. You in play there. Grey Knights. Yeah. Okay. And just remember, everybody, uh, Psychic Awakening is going to be bringing a lot to the table. If you're a Grey Knight player, you probably should get excited. Maybe. You know, we'll yeah. see. And don't forget, Chapter Approved is right around the corner as well. And that's going to shake things up. You can expect a lot of points adjustments. So uh, the game is going to be r the Wild West for quite a while here. Um, yeah. So hold on to your It's shorts. still, I like to complain, right? It's my, it's my default function. You like assume? I wake up in the morning and I think of everyone who's doing really well. And I get mad and I'm just like, why? I deserve it. But to be, 
the, uh, the game. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this. I don't that know. was just an introspective. But the game <laughs> itself is still in such a good place. It is. And there's so, we've never seen releases this quickly. It's amazing. Games Workshop, you're doing a great job. Sometimes you don't hit a home run. I don't know. That's it. There we go. That's smart words from a smart man. Yeah. All right. So then we'll jump in, answer any last questions, and we'll wrap it up. Yeah. Uh, NH55357 says, Tabletop Gamers complaining? Never. Yeah, of course not. Uh, Finch9391 wants to go back to second edition when a four-turn yeah. game took eight hours. That's when they had virus bombs, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. I want the um, the phase-out rule again for Necrons. They're too good. Like, oh, I got, I got two-thirds of your army, buddy. You're out. No phase out. Phase out. I'm sure they would love that at this point. Mm -hmm. They They're probably would. They're like, I'm gonna go have lunch. You know, what? hilariously, and we'll, we'll, this will be a, this will be the, the the thought for the day. Uh, Necron players are doing way better in the meta than they like than people like to make it sound like. Yeah. And Necrons have the highest win percentage in the game against new Marines. That is a fact. That's not old Marines. That's new Marines. Of course, Iron Hands just got introduced into the to the mix. But I'm going to repeat that. Necrons have the highest win percentage mm -hmm. against new Marines. So you're going to be in a target-rich environment as a Necron player. Uh, put that little food for thought. Interesting. And that's, that's based on actual data. Yeah. All right. So, anyone, so at any rate, thank you so much for joining us for episode 656 of Signals from the Frontlines. We hope you enjoyed it. And we will talk to you all next week. Until then, yep. happy gaming. 